0: welcome to the modern jewish girl podcast i am jenna lawyer by training writer and teacher by choice originally from new york i am a proud wife and mother living in los angeles join me as we delve into the holy torah's teachings and apply them to our lives i keep it short and sweet but always deep welcome to dedicate this episode to the safety of Jewish people throughout the world in the face of increased anti-Semitic attacks. In the face of increased anti-Semitism that we've been seeing, which is deeply sad and disturbing, I find, I wanted to talk a little bit more about where this anti-Semitism is coming from and something productive that we can do about it. I did an episode on the spiritual root of anti-Semitism last summer And I spoke about how there's a spiritual route to anti-Semitism. Hashem allows it to happen, or Hashem sends it into the world to wake us up as a people and to remind us of who we are. And I read a quote in that episode, one of my favorite quotes, from Rebbiton Esther Younggrice, where she wrote right before she passed away, I believe it was in 2016, that she smelt the noxious fumes of pre-Hitler Europe. And this she was a Holocaust survivor and she said, But what I fear is not the anti-Semites. I'm just paraphrasing now. She said, What I fear the most is our own people who don't know who we are. We don't know that we're a holy nation, that we stood at Mount Sinai. She said, When are we gonna wake up? When are we gonna don our priestly garments and be a light unto mankind? So of course we need to stand up for the Jewish people. We need to stand up for ourselves and for Israel on the political plane. But on a deeper level, anti-Semitism really doesn't have so much to do with the actual anti Semits themselves as much as it has to do with us and Hashem and our relationship with us and Hashem and us fulfilling what we're meant to do here on earth as the Jewish people, our holy nation, and when we're fulfilling that purpose, anti-Semitism goes down, and when we're not unified, when we're not fulfilling our purpose, we see that anti-Semitism goes up, and this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years, and that's why, unfortunately, even in the, after the Holocaust, I mean, six, over 6 million Jews were killed. You would think at that point, the world would stop, <laughs> you know, the, the anti-Semitic people would stop and leave the Jewish people alone, but no, it comes back again in every generation in different forms for this reason. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into where this anti-Semitism is really embedded in the world and where it's really coming from, and something positive and productive on a spiritual level that we can do about it. On Shavuos night, I was reading a book called Seed of Redemption, an adaptation of Nachlas Yosef on Megillus Rus by Rabbi Aaron Lompiansky. The book is an English adaptation of the Nachalas Yosef, which was a book written by a man named Rabbi Yosef Zev Lipowitz, who lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and who was a student of the altar of Slobaka, Rav Nassan Svi Svengels, that's all. And it's really a beautiful book. I mean, even just reading the beginning, I was, I was in tears. And I couldn't believe how relevant a book that was written over a hundred years ago or almost a hundred years ago was to exactly what is going on right now. So I felt like I had to share it. So the Nachalas Yosef says that Megillus Rus, the, the book of Ruth that we read on Shavuos, it's a story of suffering that ends in redemption. And just to give a very, very brief background, we spoke a little bit more about the story in last week's episode, but basically there was a, a man named Elimelech, He was wealthy and a famine came to the Jewish people because they were sinning. And we're gonna speak a little bit more about that today. What what led to the famine? And Elimelech, instead of being there for the Jewish people, he left with his family. He left the land of Israel and he went to Moab. And Elimelech's sons married Moabite women named Orpa and Ruth. And eventually Elimelech and his sons died. And Naomi, Elimelech's wife, or now a widow, became. they were now destitute, so they came wealthy and now they were destitute and she decides to go back to the land of Israel and her daughter-in-laws go to follow her and she dissuades them from coming and Orpah is dissuaded and goes back to her people, but Ruth says, I will not be dissuaded, I am coming with you. And eventually Ruth marries a man named Boaz, who essentially redeems her and gives her a child who is the ancestor to King David, which is the ancestral line of Mashiach, the Messiah. So the Nachalas Yosef says something very beautiful. He says, Naomi and Ruth had seeds of virtue and greatness within them. And the suffering that they went through was the rain that let their seeds sprout and blossom into the house of royalty. The Nachalas Yosef says that the story of suffering and redemption that we see in Ruth parallels the story of the Jewish people, which is a story of suffering that will ultimately lead into redemption. And this is one of the parts that I found so crazy. He said, On Shavuos, the day of the giving of the Torah, the Torah came to us at a tremendous cost of suffering. And the Gemara in Shabbos says, For hatred, Sina, for the Jewish people descended at Sinai. This meant that our long history would be marked by an almost never-ending stream of troubles for us. We have never stopped suffering since the day that we became a nation. Nevertheless, once the seed of Torah was planted within us, the suffering became the rain that is causing the seed to sprout. So we have these seeds of Torah within us as Jewish people. We have these seeds of goodness, tremendous potential royalty, and the suffering that we endure in the form of anti-Semitism is like a rain which causes these seeds to sprout. But I find it so crazy that hatred for the Jewish people became a part of the world essentially since the day that we received the Torah. So suffering is part and parcel of being a Jew, (laughs) unfortunately. And we're always going to be hated until Mashiach comes. And we are learning that it's essential to help us grow into the people and the nation that we're meant to be. But what can we do now? What can we do about it that's productive and positive? So I want to take a step back and look at the generation of the Jewish people at the time of Megillus Ruth, when the story took place several thousand years ago. The generation at that time, the Torah tells us, was selfish and materialistic. It was a generation where, quote, each person did as he pleased. And this is why Elimelech and his family left Israel during the famine. You know, they were doing what worked for them, not necessarily what they were needed to do for the people. And I think this sounds very familiar to where we are today. I think our culture, especially in America, really fosters this each person does as he pleases mentality in every every sense of the word. The Nachlas Yosef says that the Jewish people's salvation really came through Ruth. So like the Jewish people were being punished, there was a famine, people were dying out. And, and what happened? How did the Jewish people see salvation? Through Ruth. But what about it? What about Ruth? It was through her act of chesed, and the, if the first theme in the Megillus Ruth is suffering, the second theme is chesed, loving kindness, giving. We've spoken about chesed. I did an episode a few weeks ago on chesed and gibura, um and what these two concepts represent. But really, chesed is giving and loving kindness. So Ruth, she gave up a life of comfort and wealth. I mean, she was a Moabite princess to follow her mother-in-law, who was destitute with no promise of a future husband for Ruth. So she could be there for her mother-in-law in in every sense of the word, emotionally, spiritually, physically. This was the ultimate chesed. And the Nachlas Yosef says that when that chesed took root in the Jewish people, their healing began. And we see this in the sense that Ruth married Boaz and had the ancestor to who would eventually be King David and the Mashiach. So what is it about chesed that is a healing bomb for our nation and for the world? Because that's really what the Nachlas Yosef is going to go on to say. Hashem created the world on the foundations of chesed. That's why Hashem created the world, to give good to us. And so when we choose to do an act of kindness, when we choose to give good to somebody else for no ulterior motive, just because we want to give good, then we're emulating Hashem in the fullest sense and expressing the divine image within us. There's really like no higher act that we can do. Rabbi Lopiansky writes, in our generation, we've acquired wisdom, strength, and wealth. And yet, we have not seen the realization of humanity's happiness. And he writes, that's because our progress is missing the core of chesed. And when that core is missing, these gifts become destructive. Hashem desires chesed above all other things. And when we have chesed in our society, in our world, that is the seed from which all human good emanates. So when we have a world or a society that's based on chesed, giving, Then when we have wisdom and strength and wealth, all of these things are positive. But when we don't have this core value of giving at the center of it all, then our wisdom and our strength and our wealth can very easily be corrupted. And at the very least, it will not provide happiness, which is what I think we're seeing in today's world for the most part. So the Nachlas Yosef goes on to say, he actually asks, why are there so many small deeds of kindness interspersed throughout the Megillah, throughout the book of Ruth? Why mention these seemingly lesser deeds of kindness when we have this overarching, amazing, epic kindness that Ruth gives to her mother-in-law, Naomi? And the answer that he gives is that the Megillah is teaching us that in order to rejuvenate the Jewish people... You know, when the Jewish people are not doing well, when there's anti-Semitism, famine, when we're suffering. In order to heal the Jewish people, we do not need earth-shaking actions. Rather, we need many small deeds of chesed, of loving kindness, of giving from person to person. He says, quote, The future of the world depends on the relationships between people and their mutual acts of chesed. It is the root of creation and its purpose. Any step in that direction brings the ship of humanity closer to its destination. This is the great aggregate power of many small, quote, quote, acts of chesed. I frequently host seminary girls, and there were some girls at my table over Shavuos who said something so beautiful. They said that in the wake of the Marone tragedy, the seminary took on an initiative called You First, where every day each girl would use an opportunity to put somebody else before themselves, which I thought was so unbelievable and so beautiful and so apropos to exactly what we are speaking about. And the beauty of chesed of giving to each other and putting each other first is that it's going to build our unity as a people. And obviously this doesn't apply to just, you know, Jews being kind to Jews. Obviously we want to be kind to everybody, but there is a special unity that needs to be required in the Jewish people in order to bring about the ultimate redemption of the world. And we know this. The second temple was destroyed because of sinas chinam, a baseless hatred. So the tikkun, the, the repair for this, is unity as a people and loving kindness to each other. I read a story recently in the book Living Amuna on the Parsha by Rabbi David Asher. I really recommend the Living Amunah books. They are so good. And the story went like this. Basically, there was a family in Europe probably in the beginning of the 1900s, and one brother decides to come to America, and another brother followed. So one brother made it big. He became very wealthy, and the other brother was actually destitute, and he tried to seek his wealthy brother out at his business, at his office, and he was turned away by the secretary. And sometime later, their father was sick back in Russia. So the wealthy brother went to see him, and his father wouldn't look at him. And he was so upset, he, he didn't understand. He said, why, Father? Why won't you look at me? And his father said, if you are not a brother to your brother, I am not your father. One of the things that anti-Semitism forces us to do is to realize that we are part of the Jewish nation, however much we identify with being Jewish. You know, Hitler didn't discriminate between observant Jews and non-observant Jews. We're all one nation, and we're all one people, and when we unify and we treat each other the way we're meant to, with love and care, then Hashem, our Father, will act as our Father and and help us and redeem us as a nation and redeem the world. And this is what the Nachalas Yosef is saying. He says, again, I couldn't believe I was reading this, something that was written in the early 1900s. The prophets have described the world of the nations as an ocean, a storming and raging ocean. And if you think about an ocean, he says, when it's raging and storming, Bunches of water are being pushed and thrown from this side to that side. And you look at it and you think, wow, this is the essence of what the ocean is. But it's not. We know that the ocean is a calm and tranquil body, encompassing all the waters of the world. And he says, to the casual observer, wars and upheaval are the essence of mankind. However, someday, all of those faults will be healed and all storms calmed. Humanity will become a calm, all-encompassing ocean that includes within itself the many waters on earth, and thus will fulfill the prophecy in Yeshaya that the world will become filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the earth. The Jewish people are going to lay the cornerstone for a world of calm and tranquility. And we're going to do this through small acts of chesed, small acts of loving kindness toward one another. To sum up, anti-Semitism was embedded into the world at the time we received the Torah. But at that time, we also received a seed of Torah within our souls. And our suffering through anti-Semitism is the water that will enable us to become the regal nation that we are. And through small acts of kindness toward each other, Jewish or not, we will hasten the redemption and lay the foundation for world peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.